And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Our text this morning is taken from Acts chapter 5. I do want to cover verse, uh, verse 31, 32, and 33, but let us see how that turns out. Amen? Glory be to Jesus. We always come ready here to teach God's word, but it's also good to remain open to the Lord's leading and direction. You never go wrong when you do that. Amen? So what I want to do this morning, our text, as I said, is Acts chapter 5, verse 30, 31, and 32. That's what we're going to cover. I think last week we covered verse 30 to a certain extent. But let me share with you something that brought to my attention, which I had not seen and did not previously mentioned when I preached in Acts chapter 5. Prior to verse 30 and 31 of Acts chapter 5, um, uh, our text, the text prior to, I think is verse uh, 26, 24, 24, 25, 26. Uh, our text discourse the Sanhedrin or Sanhedrin had just told Peter, Do not preach in the name of Jesus Christ. You remember that? They scolded them and said, Do not preach in the name of Jesus. But because the angel of the Lord had told Peter to preach all the words of this life in verse 20 here, Peter is more concerned. This is Peter speaking right here. You know that, right? Acts chapter 5, Peter here is more concerned about obeying the command of the angels of, of the angel of the Lord than, than cowering, if I could say, because of the threat posed by the Sanhedrin. Are you getting what I'm saying? P they said, do not talk, do not talk in his name. Peter answered and started talking in his name. Are you with me? I'm about to make a point here because that is so important. Amen. Now, what is the point? Why the high priest... He's telling Peter not to preach. Peter is preaching. At the very same time, if you notice, they said, do not speak. Well, Peter said, the God of our fathers. So raise Jesus. And he's responding, but his response is preaching. Because in his mind, he's been told by the angel of the Lord. And we said the angel of the Lord is God's presence in angelic form. He's been told, do not preach. And right here, he's preaching in the name of Jesus. He's answering the Sanhedrin, but he's doing it through preaching. Didn't I tell you not to preach in the name of Jesus? Peter said, well, God raised him up. You slew him and hung him on a tree. He said, God exalted him to a place of honor and authority to be a prince and savior. And then Peter added, we are witnesses of these things. Not only us, but also the Holy Spirit. Has he stopped speaking? No, he hasn't. He's still speaking. What is the application here? This is the point I want to make. How does that relate to us? Listen, saints. When God tells us to do something, just do it. That is the point. God told Peter to preach. He didn't tell Peter to be quiet. If God tells you to do something, he will protect you. He will provide. Are you with me? And so, don't wait around, saints, to see if somebody else is going to do it. Just do what God tells you to do and do it immediately. Do not procrastinate. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Do not what? Do not procrastinate. Let's do it right away. I remembered I was listening to that a long time ago by the late Dr. Rogers. And he said, procrastination is what? Is a form of disobedience. Procrastination is what? A form of disobedience. God told Peter, speak all the words of this life. And that's exactly what. He's not rude. He's not disrespectful, but he's been obedient to God. He did not remain quiet. Are you with me, saints? So, just simply do it. 
just do it if what has God told you to do tomorrow's tomorrow I think uh, is it tomorrow starts the last six months of the year the year has six months has come came and gone disappeared and think of January what God has told what did God say to you in January you haven't done now are you getting what I'm saying so, uh, you know I have been going through this but just reading through it again the need to do what God has told us to do now let's do it there is a need for that I, I, was, I was listening to an illustration by Dr. Rogers he said this right here he said and listen carefully that blessed me he said there was a monument built on a mountainside to a dog it was built there by the master of the dog in loving memory of the dog why this is why what happened was this this man with his dog and a friend was standing near a precipice they were on the mountain standing near a precipice and the owner of the dog was pointing something out to his friend so he's standing and he's pointing across the mountain here he is the precipice is here and he's pointing when he pointed the dog thought it was his master's command and leapt over the mountainside to his death in instant in instant obedience to his master the master pointed the dog leapt now let me share this with you since god will never arbitrarily point us to our death or command us to do something wrong god will never do that are you with me saints never i'm asking you for the last six months of the year when god speaks let's decide to do it instantaneously whoever you're listening through our procrastination let me ask you through our procrastination we may be delaying God's program I get what I'm saying we may be delaying our progress delaying other people's progress delaying the progress of the people who are tied to us what I'm saying it's time to do what God has told us to do and stop looking around to see who else is going to do it six more months left in the year amen six moments so peter upon obeying the angel of the lord began to preach all the words of this life you know i've been thinking exactly what all the words of this life entails and we're going to go through it rather expeditiously and he's about to recount what it means in verse 30 we went through it last week i'm going to move through it rather quickly because there are a few things i want to get to as i said initially last week after i preached a few questions were were uh, were asked to me and i need to just address them uh, he said he said the god of our fathers and we said last week that meant the god of abraham the god of whom isaac and the god of jacob he said what did god do god raised him up god raised up jesus and we spoke about the resurrection power we said raised up means to arouse or waken someone from death sleep or disease are you with me what did what did god do he raised up jesus i think ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says we are seated in christ jesus are you with me and we were raised up with jesus and we are sitting in heavenly places with christ jesus so not only jesus was raised up in the spirit we too were raised up with jesus in the spirit are you with me saints now you may not feel like it you may not speak like it but that's the truth <laughs> all right and he continued uh, he raised up jesus whom you slew meaning you put jesus to death with your own hands and not only did you slew him but you hang him on a tree 
You hang them on a tree. Now, because uh, you, the, we went through that last week, and we said there was need for Jesus to be hung on a tree. Because Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 23 said, Cursed is everyone who, what? who hung on a tree. Are you with me? So to reverse the curse, are you with me? To reverse the curse that Adam placed us on, that Jesus had to do what? Jesus had to die. Amen? Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 tells us that. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ hath redeemed us what? From the curse of the... Can you go to Galatians 3.13? I want to go through that quickly. And I'm, I want to spend some time on the word curse. Because last week I spoke and I said, we need to start talking about generational blessings and that generational curses. Amen. Because in, in churches today, you know, we've been taught about generational curses and not generational blessings. Amen. And, 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 and I'll get a, a, a little further into that. But, but I want you to see Galatians 3.13. It says, Christ hath what? Hath past tense redeemed us by, by us back. Amen. From the curse of the law. Being made what? A curse. For it is written. It is written where? It is written. It is written. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 23. That's what written here means. Where it's written? It is written in the Bible. Anytime you see it is written in the New Testament. It's referenced in an Old Testament scripture. Are you with me? So the Old Testament scripture this is referencing is Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 23. Amen. So it's written. And listen to me. And brothers and sisters listen. When it's written. It is written. Let me say that again. That's why it's good to write things down. Because subconsciously, when you write things down, subconsciously it has occurred already. Anyhow, again, are you getting what I'm saying? It is good to write things down. That's why Jesus said in Habakkuk 2 4, write the vision. So those who see it will be able to run with it. And brothers and sisters, he's not talking about people alone, he's talking about angels. Who've been sent to accompany you to ensure that your vision come to pass? They need to sit. I'm gonna move. I'm just gonna stop and move along. I'm just gonna move along here. Are you with me, saints? So when it's be careful when it's written. And he said, uh, "Cursed is everyone for it is written. Cursed is everyone." That hangeth on a tree. Why? Why? Verse 14 tells us why Jesus had to be hung on a tree. Let's go quickly. It says that the blessing what? Of Abraham might come on whom? Through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Jesus died on the, on the cross to redeem us from the curse. That the blessings of Abraham. That whom? The blessings of Abraham. Abraham was strong in faith. According to Romans chapter 4 verse 20, he was strong in faith. That's a blessing, strong in faith. Are you with me? Not only was it said Abraham was strong in faith, I think it was said in also um, um, Genesis chapter 13 verse 2, I think. It says Abraham was rich, not in love, not in peace, not in mercy, like they tell us because they want us to remain poor. You get what I'm saying? So they tell us rich in love. Rich in love, and this is, this is what else they tell us. They tell us Jesus, Jesus and Mary was poor. That's what they tell us. Are you with me? But they didn't realize that when Jesus was born as a baby, God financed the entire trip by bringing men and women from the east and gave him gold, frankincense, and what? And myrrh. One, and one individual was asked to research the value of the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh. And he said, it is so much, he, doesn't, he cannot put a value on it. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? So why they're telling us they were poor. God told us the truth. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, I want to, I'm going to share some things with you this morning. I want you to be alert. And when you study the Bible, make it very personal. Say, Dad, that's written to me. I need you to show me. No, I heard what everybody else said. You speak to me. We got something going on. Are you with me? So I need you to explain to me where I am with this right here. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So he said, so Abraham was what? Rich in, uh, is it? You all think it's a joke. Go to, uh, go, go, go to uh, Genesis chapter 13. I'm rushing because I want to get to a point here and I cannot be long today. Uh, Genesis chapter, is that correct? Genesis 13 too, if my mind serves me right. Genesis, I, I memorized that one because I, too many years I've been told that we were called to be poor. What it says here? And Abraham was what? No, I, I made a mistake. I said rich. The Bible says very rich. Uh, uh, in love, in peace, right? In what? In cattle, in silver, and in what? And in gold. And many of us, we still have limiting beliefs from years of being taught and not realize the reason why we cannot get what Abraham have, has. I'm moving too fast because I got so much on my mind. The reason why is because we've not embraced Proverbs 20 to 29. It says, seest thou a human being diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings and not before mean men. In other words, if he's faithful, if she's faithful, if he and her are diligent, then they will get what Abraham had. Because Abraham, the Bible told, was faithful over everything God told him to be faithful. So you and I come half stepping and not be faithful and don't get what Abraham has, you and I. Just be quiet. Are you with me? Faithfulness. Diligence. Rare. But it's so important. Let me tell you brothers and sisters. There's a call for faithfulness. A call for diligence. Across the kingdom of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Faithfulness and diligence. It is said... Oh Lord have mercy. I think someone saying Corinthians, he said it is required of stewards that a human be found what? Faithful. I need to show it to you. Some of you looking at me like I'm talking Greek. Where, where is it? It's somewhere. I haven't memorized this one, but it's coming. It says it is required what? In stewards that what? First Corinthians 4 2. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. You'll see what God requires of you as a steward. Me as a steward. Are you with me? A steward of your time. A steward of the talent God's, God gave you. And a steward of the money God gave us. Are you with me? Time, talent, and money. Steward. It is said that moreover it is required in stewards. Are we all stewards? Stewards. You are given everybody every morning you, on your account. You are given 24 hours. Free. Every morning you get up. You, we are advanced 24 hours. Everybody is advanced the same amount of time. What you do with it is up to you. Every morning, morning by morning, 24 hour periods are given. 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours. And God requires you and I to be faithful with that 24 hour period. Are you with me?
lack of faithfulness that's what we are shooting ourselves in the feet and, we, and you know you you know what we say to compensate for our lack of faithfulness well god is good and god is love yes he's that too but the bible says in i, I think it's in first corinthians chapter 14 it says or 30 something 31 it says all things must be done in order and in decency while god is love and god is good god requires order and the first law of the universe is order yeah with all the love and goodness god is the first law of the universe is order faith i'm talking about being what faithful yeah i'm talking about being faithful with what God has given you, the time, your talent, your money, what you do for God. Are you with me? Are you, are you, in are you, are you, are you serving in a particular area for God? Do it faithfully. Don't take the quickest way out. Let me say that. Don't do what? Don't take the quickest way out, brothers and sisters. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus told God, look, is there another way? He said, can you take this cup from me? Can you take this humiliation, this embarrassment, this walk, this me parading through Jerusalem naked? Let me share something with you. What to do not know, if you go back and you read antiquity, Jesus was parading around Jerusalem naked. That was, that's how they paraded thieves. Thieves. Now, for decency, there is a cloth around him. Are you with me? But when the Romans crucified, and Jesus said, can you take that from me? And God, that's one prayer God never answered. How many of you thank God he didn't answer that prayer? Oh, thank God. Glory be to Jesus. Are you with me, saints? I'm moving along here. Are you with me, saints? Okay, so he said, he said here, he said, praise the Lord, that, that Jesus had to die on the cross because he needed to ensure that what? That we qualify for Abraham's blessings. And notice the word might. It means might. It means not everybody's going to be faithful like Abraham. You see, might, might just mean maybe. Might, maybe, because... <laughs> It is not an unconditional promise. There is a condition to it. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Diligence, diligence, diligence. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to Jesus. Now, 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 now this is what I'm, last week when I taught this right here, when I taught this, um, somebody said to me, mentioned to me, Pastor, what about where it said that, uh, um, that a certain particular race is cursed? I don't know if you've known, and where they, where they get that from is from Genesis chapter 9. You remembered, remembered when Noah, uh, when Ham, Shem, and Japheth, are you with me? And Noah, the Bible says, I think it's Genesis chapter 9, somewhere around verse 20, it says, Noah planted himself a vineyard. Mm -hmm. What did he do? What he did? He planted himself a vineyard, and he drank, got drunk, and he, he, and, and he, yeah, so he drank and fell out in the vineyard and they saw him naked. Are you with me? Yeah, Ham, his son, Ham saw him naked. Mm? And when Noah, so his two brothers took a shit and walked backward and covered their father. Praise the Lord. Ham was the youngest. He's a young boy. Amen. You know, when you're the young child, you do stupid, you do stupid things. 
So when Noah got up, instead of curse, instead of instead of correcting his child, a grown man. First of all, a grown man, you have no business getting naked and getting drunk in front of your kids. I don't know how you read the Bible. I tell you how I read the Bible. I get what I'm saying. A grown man like you. And what have you been? And notice how, notice how wicked noise. He did not curse Ham. He cursed Canaan. Ham's generation. The Bible says in humans what is wickedness. Instead of forgiving his son. And saying my son has done stupidly. Let me talk to him. What he decided to do the very first thing is get revenge. On his own child. Curse his sons. Because Canaan is the son of Ham. He didn't curse Ham. Curse Ham. He cursed, his, he cursed Canaan. And were they cursed? Yes they were. You, they were cursed. You know why? Because nobody spoke. Nobody reversed it. Nobody reversed it. Now you let, it no, what? Nobody what? Reversed it until the cross. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting, so so no no let, let me take it further. I, I told I and I told him because he was bothered. I told him, listen to me, look carefully. Was it God who cursed or was it a man who cursed? He said, A man. I said, guess what? A man did it, God didn't do it, and God undid it. You get what I'm saying? God undid it. it not, now, back then, they didn't know about Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life lies in the power of the tongue. Now, you curse, you just reverse it. In the name of Jesus Christ, that will not work. Because I am. That's who I am. Psalms 91 verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. Because I dwell in the secret place. Of the most high. Oh brother, I'm an untouchable. Doesn't matter what you say, how you think, what it doesn't matter. I choose to believe God. And he said, I dwell in the secret place. And how you dwell there, you say it. He said, I will say of the Lord. He's my refuge. And my you gotta say it to dwell there. You got to say it. You know why you got to say it? You got to humble yourself. Yeah, some of us, we cannot humble ourselves and say what God say. Yeah, we cannot say that. <laughs> yeah, we cannot say that. We cannot say what God say. And while I was on that, let me correct a few other things, brothers and sisters. When you study the Bible, let me tell you, when you read God's word, read what the Bible says man did and said and read what God did and said. Are you with me? Let me say it again. When you read the Bible, and I'm going to show you why. At, at the end in the book of Job, Job chapter 42, verse 6. I, I, I had never seen that until years ago. I was talking because everybody. I began studying the book of Job, and I began seeing some things, and I would talk to some friends about it, and they came against me. And I said, listen to me, brothers and sisters. Notice what the Bible says about the book of Job. Job chapter 42. And I'm making a point. I'm going to deal with that. Job chapter 42. Let's look at verse 7 and 8. God came in after, after all of them spoke. God came in and look what God said. Job chapter, he said, and so it was after that the Lord spoke these words unto Job. The Lord said to Eliphaz. So God addressed Job with his, with his talking. Are you with me? Then God came to the three guys. And this is what he said. And the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Timonite, he said, my wrath is kindled against you. He said, I'm mad with you for all what you said about me. Why? Because what? 
I'm mad with you. I'm mad against you and against your two friends. Why? For you have not spoken of me the thing that is right. You mean God wrote two-thirds of the book of Job about what people said and it's not right. And people are still saying what Eliphaz and... Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me tell you, brothers and sisters. He said, you've mis... You took the word from me. Misrepresented me. But it is still written. And the reason why is because we are Old Testament bound. We forget about Jesus. Oh, we love Elisha. We love Elijah. We love Moses. We love Ezekiel. But not Jesus. One person gets me excited, and that's Jesus. Now, I thank God for all these men who sacrificed. But when compared to Jesus, their word means nothing. Why can't Jesus get you excited like Job gets you excited? Like Elisha, like Elijah. Let me ask you, read the book of Job again and see what all what they said is incorrect about God. And God had to come to the end to tell us that because today many people fall back on the book of Job for the lack of faithfulness. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That's why I tell you when you read the Bible, make it personal. Make it personal. Say, Dad, you've given me this treasure. And you give me, you've given me a mind to read. I need your revelation. I need you to show me. I've been hearing from everybody. Can you talk to me, Dad? I need understanding. You said, ask. That's what you said. I'm tired of hearing everything else. After truth, after truth. And you see throughout the entire Bible, the Old Testament mindset, mindset pervaded the church. In Luke 9, 54, in Luke chapter 9, verse 54, Jesus went to, the, to Samaria to preach and they said, leave town. We don't want to. He said, we don't want to hear what you have. And while he was leaving, John and James said to Jesus, look, these people don't want to hear us. Should we call fire from heaven and kill all of them? Where do you think he got that from? Elijah, Elijah, because Elijah called fire from Mount Carmel, and Elijah called fire on three set of fifty men, and they died. So that Elijah man said, "I want to kill somebody." I know. Listen to me. Listen, I never preach that nice. I always say it like that because I want you to see where you are. The mindset is not of God, and Jesus said, "Look how Jesus answered." You got it. And when the disciples, oh, you have it, thank you. And when his disciples, now the reason why I know all of them like that is because this, I have studied them over and over because I was there. That's how I was. It says, and when his disciples, James and John saw him, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them as whom? Jesus is there, but Elijah Man, isn't that a shame? The same thing we. I had to correct a few people. I said, no, this is not the day of John the Baptist. It's not the day of Elijah. Not the day of Elijah. Not the day of Moses. It's the day of Jesus. 
Jesus. It's the day of the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, light in the darkness. Oh, that's who gets me excited. That's who gets me excited. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. Hello, beloved. This is Pastor Emmanuel Williams with Imitators of God Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to our program. We really appreciate it. I'm reaching out to you today to ask for your help. Look, God has presented us with the opportunity to purchase our own building. In an effort to do so, we have launched what we refer to as the Just 10 Campaign. Yes, the Just 10 Campaign. We are looking for 100,000 people to give just $10. Just $10 to help acquire the property. Of course, you can give more if you so desire to. Will you help us? We would really appreciate it. You can do so by sending checks payable to Imitators of God Ministries at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, or you could give online at imitatorsofgodministries.com. And lastly, via cash app at dollar sign IOGM. That's dollar sign IOGM, or you could call 850-294-8439, 850-294-8439. We need the funds by June 30th, 2019. Thank you so much, and may God richly bless you.